Silent night. Holy Welcome night. to St. James Lutheran Church. My name is uh, Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, I have the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to support the ministry, the mission that God is doing here in the uh, Lincoln Park area through St. James, please go to our website and uh, donate online. Thanks for listening. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. In the name of Jesus, amen. The uh, originally was planning on preaching on a, a, a sermon. It's called Let It Be, as you see here, but I threw that all out. Um, it's a great sermon, by the way, but uh, maybe next year. Um, and maybe it's a sermon I've done before. Anyhow, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm praying on the text for this week. And it just struck me, this beautiful little conversation between two women with child. And it reminded me, and maybe I'm, I'm uh, having those Christmas blues as I'm thinking about when my kids were younger, before they were born, and those Christmases when, uh, and I guess they're still going on in my larger family, but when uh, I remember Julie uh, showing up and she was pregnant and my sister was, and just the beautiful, unique conversations that they had and not only that, but as first-time mothers and comparing notes, you know, and all that sort of thing. And this just sort of hit me as one of those times. What a beautiful, what a beautiful little episode we have here. And as I was meditating on that, uh, I remembered <laughs> also that we have many pregnant women in our, in our church, and we just had Becca and Tyler just had a child. They're here right now, and, and uh, Brittany just had her child, I think, a couple days ago, one of our teachers. Um, anyhow, I'm thinking about uh, when my wife was pregnant, uh, her pregnancies. Having a child, and, and, and I don't want to appropriate another sex, by the way, so I don't want to offend anybody here, right? Men have to be very cautious at this point. I've been told by the authoritative people, my wife, that when you have a child, it changes your behavior. That's not because I don't witness this, by the way. This is what I've been told. <laughs> we know the classic stories of suddenly they want ice cream and pickles, and maybe you've had your own changes of uh, appetites. Anybody else have unique ones? I bet you do. Think about those. Um, men, be quiet. But there's also behavior changes. Not in any way that I noticed, but I was told by my wife that there's those changes. By the way, for you first-time uh, husbands and dads, never mention pregnancy as the cause for a mood swing, okay? Just my advice right there. But I've been told this happens by those in authority. It does, doesn't it? Having a child changes your hormonal balance, etc., and gives you different moods, changes your behaviors. And I realize maybe that happened here with Mary and Elizabeth, 
did it happen? Did having a child, not only a child, but they have, one has the Savior of the world in them, Mary. The other one has the one who's going to be the last and greatest prophet in her, Elizabeth. Did that change their behavior? And you notice that it did right away. Think about this. Mary is told that she has in her the Savior, the hope for all mankind. But not only that, he's God. That might change your behavior a little bit, right? Not only does she have a child, but this is, this is everything. She's going to be the mother of God. Now, if you or I were told this, that you had the Savior with you, well, I think we'd be the ones with driving our Audi station wagon with the sticker in the back that said, my child's the son of God. Next to the guy who's got the, my kid's an honor roll. <laughs> right? That's what we would do if you were told the Savior is your kid. You would stay right where you are. You would expect Mary, when she was told this, she wouldn't leave her house. She'd expect people to come to visit her, to take care of her, to serve her. But instead, immediately after she's told this, she goes and serves. She goes to Elizabeth. In fact, not only that, she arose and went with haste. Because the first thing that Mary thought of was not serving herself or people applauding her, but the first thing she thought of is, how can I help someone else? I'm going to go serve my cousin Elizabeth. And so she went. Isn't that beautiful? And why not? Because not only does she have a child in her that changes one's behavior, but it is the Son of God. It is the one who came to serve and not be served. It is Jesus. And that's what happens when you have Jesus inside of you. You get up and you go and you serve others because the one in her is the one who came to serve with his life to die for Mary, for Elizabeth, for you, and for me, and to rise again. It's the one who washed the feet of his disciples. The one who served us with everything, even his life. So it should not surprise us that Mary got up and went and served Elizabeth. Isn't that beautiful? And then when, Elizabeth, when Mary gets to Elizabeth's house, she greets Elizabeth. We don't know what she said. Was it just a hello or in the, in the, in the Hebrew, shalom, peace would be a traditional greeting? Or did she say what was going on? I think it was just a shalom. I think it was just a peace. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary... The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She got it. Because she had something inside of her. The baby, no doubt, but also the Holy Spirit. You know, as, as Julie and I were talking about that this week when I was getting her permission to talk about pregnancy, and uh, 
she immediately said, you know what's strange here is that really Elizabeth probably would not know at all about this pregnancy with Mary, let alone that it was the Son of God. I mean, there's no, you know, you don't have Facebook, right? That's how we're announcing everything, you know, or Instagram or whatever, Snapchat. You don't have phones. You don't have nothing. I mean, so how would Elizabeth even know this so quickly, right? And so Mary might be the first one to tell her. And maybe Mary just came in and said shalom because she just wanted to give peace and hope to Elizabeth. But you see, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know things. And because Mary, because Elizabeth had this inside of her and she was shooken up by the words of her Savior through Mary's lips, think about this. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you not only serve, but you believe. And you understand. This is awesome. And instead of Elizabeth, who really should in her own right, she should have been incredibly proud of the fact that God chose her. I mean, she was a miracle, right? She was barren. She was beyond the age of child rearing. And now she has a child. But the first thing Elizabeth does as someone who has the Holy Spirit in her is instead serve Mary and applaud Mary and humbly say, why in the world would you come to see little old me? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what happens when you have God inside of you. It changes your mood. It changes your behavior. It changes your brain. And it did that to Mary. And it did that to Elizabeth. Has it happened to you. You have Christ in you. You have God in you. Like Elizabeth, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Paul tells us that you cannot call upon the name of the Lord unless you have the Holy Spirit. The very fact that you're here and believe means that God is in you. And it's true, I promise you. And in baptism, we believe that in baptism, God puts his promise upon you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit comes upon you and causes you to understand and believe as Elizabeth did. And you do. But we don't always act like it, do we? And I'm not going to say that Mary and Elizabeth were from then on perfect behaving people, although Mary does pretty well. I'm sure they grumbled and I'm sure they had sins. We could be the same, right? We have God in us. We have heard the greeting of Jesus saying, peace be with you. Take and eat. This is my body. Take and eat. This is my blood. For the forgiveness of all of your sins, we have heard the greeting of Jesus say, shalom. Sins forgiven, death conquered. But we don't always act like it, do we? We don't act like people that have Christ in us who know what Christmas really means. We don't think about serving first, do we? Some of us are, I think, really good at serving at home and friends and immediate family. We're really good at taking care of those, but strangers and even enemies we put far off. We don't care about the rest of the world, but just our, our, our friends, those that like us, quid pro quo. 
Some of us are really good at loving the outside world. We're great at uh, giving to charities and helping out the soup kitchen. But at home, we are monsters. You know anybody like that? <laughs> In church. But you'd never think we're a Christian the way we talk at home. We have Christ in us, but we don't behave like it, do we? Lord, have mercy. Christ, forgive us. And he does. Thank God that the Christian faith, the Christian life is not, and grace is not about God gives you grace so that you can be a better person and slowly become a perfect person and then you can go to heaven. That's not actually what grace is about. And that's not what Jesus came to do. Thank God that we are saved not because we grow up to be the perfect Christian. We are saved because God says so. No matter how we look, no matter how we act, we are forgiven, we will rise again. It's his promise that we have. Until we die, it's his promise that we hold on to that gives us hope and peace. That's very important. Remember this. But on the way, we falter in our faith. We lose our hope. The reason why we don't behave like Christians all the time is ultimately because inside we're a little broken here and we need what you might see on a church sign, a faith lift. Ha ha. Just like Mary did and just like Elizabeth did. And how does that happen? Notice what happened to Elizabeth. She says it herself, actually. When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And for some reason, I think of, I think of those uh, snowball things, those Christmas uh, images inside. You shake it and the snow goes everywhere. And that's what happened. When the words of Mary entered, uh, entered Elizabeth's ear, it's like she was shaken up, right? And the little baby, John, he's already full of the Holy Spirit, shakes around and it shakes everywhere. And now Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. How? By the power of God's word, by the greeting of a sister in Christ. Her faith is lifted up. She's filled with the Spirit. That's how God works. And that's what God, that's why God sends you a pastor <laughs> to speak into your ears, to greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, to tell you the good news, to share the wonderful story again and again and again through your ears, into your heart, to shake up your faith, to reconnect you to that, that hope and peace we have in Christ. And it's not just me, but you are brothers and sisters in Christ, like Mary and Elizabeth, called to greet one another with Christmas greetings. When you see one down, you see one depressed, sad, mourning. Don't just leave them there, but greet them. Tell them about God's love. Fill them with the Spirit by the power of God's Word. That's why we read His Word. We preach His Word. I encourage you to be in His Word every day because this is the conduit by which God keeps us in the faith and continues to blow us up and give us that peace and the hope and to shake us up so that we may serve one another. May the Lord do that to, to us uh, today tomorrow and for the rest of this year. And may he shake up this church, St. James, and fill it like a balloon with the Holy Spirit. 
where we in our regular daily lives, let alone through school, our school, through our different programs and events, may we give those greetings of peace and hope in this world that does not have it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and uh, sing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child.